So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, this is another one from Ray Dalio's Principles. With that being said, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the Self-Development with Tactics fucking podcast. I'm pretty fucking pumped, actually, to be here. Um, <clears throat> even though it's, it hasn't been such a great day for me somehow, I don't know why actually, but I'm not feeling that great today, but... I'm still making the episode because I think it's gonna actually boost my fucking mood if I'm going something uh, or if I'm doing something that I actually find is not a waste of time, which is incredibly important for me and uh, which is one of the things that I think that I haven't been doing today. Like today I have been really wasting a lot of time somehow. I do not know why actually, um, but I've just gotten up pretty late, you know, just compared to when I get up during school time or during the week. You know, I actually got up at 9.20. Normally, I wake up at 5.20, so basically four hours earlier. For sure, I'm not going to totally stand up at 5 fucking a.m. on the weekends because I do just also need to rest. This is something that I uh, somehow have to understand also in terms of, uh, for example, working out. Um, I would just really like to, to work out or, you know, ride my bicycle, do something today. But because I'm doing it tomorrow, I don't know if it is actually smart. You know, I do just also have to rest and or force myself somehow to rest, which is kind of something that I'm sometimes struggling with, to be honest, because I just really like doing things. And when I'm not actually able or when I should not do things that I'm then I'm not quite that good mooded, you know, I, I just really get somehow, yeah, pissed somehow, because I just like doing things, and if I can't, especially when I'm, for example, ill, this is something that I completely hate, and this was actually also one of the reasons why I've changed my nutrition, uh, I've changed my eating habits and everything, so that I'm uh, not ill all the fucking time, like, I have been ill just so often, um, a few years ago when I wasn't eating that well or um, when I was eating semi-well. Like, you know, yeah, I guess <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, as I've already said in intro, we are going ahead with the Ray Dalio principle summary. I do not know uh, how long it's actually going to take us or me to actually go through the whole thing. Maybe, you know, in the next week. Yeah, I probably think that in the next week I'm going to just be finishing the whole thing, but uh, but yeah, I'll actually see. And we're going ahead with organization structure. And by <laughs> by the way, um, I'm doing I'm just doing the laundry, so just something in the washing machine. I hope it is called like this. I don't actually know, and I hope that I'm not going to just make such a long episode that this is gonna <laughs> that this is gonna kind of yeah. Because it's not that good if you do just have your t-shirts and whatsoever wet laying around. I think this is kind of common sense, but it's not the best idea you can have. So probably uh, I'm going to end the episode a little bit sooner and earlier than, than normally maybe. So that it's not going <laughs> to be that bad, actually. Um, but yeah, so the organization structure. Imagine the best organization and then choose the right people for it. 
don't take the people and then fit an organization to them. Actually, pretty right. And it is kind of the same thing as, okay, you know, I'm gonna just hire the people and then I'm gonna provide them with work. It's not gonna just, you know, be that good as well because then you would be synthesizing the whole work and in the end you do just have way more employees than you would need, actually, which is not that good, I guess, for a company um, in terms of actually kind of how much you actually have to pay for them and how much you're gonna get in return. Build the organization around goals rather than tasks. Marketing and client services should be different departments, even though their tasks overlap. In merged, if merged, their goals would conflict. One is to make sales and another is to care of clients. This is actually true. This is really actually true. And this is also one of the reasons why in good news, newspapers, the whole um, advertisement, advertising department and the whole article and research department are also two different ones. Um, I do still think that some newspapers do not have split it up, which I think totally leads to the, sa- to the same issue. Like, they are gonna mix those two things up. And I don't know, like, if this is actually good, if some people can actually, yeah, buy information or buy information so that it is actually in the newspaper, I guess uh, not the best thing for, uh, for the public and or for the world or whatsoever. Um, build from the top down by hiring managers first who can help build the machine. Makes totally sense. Uh, makes really total sense. Even though, you know, I am just really interested in if it is actually pretty difficult to hire good people. Like, I do think, you know, there are certain companies with very good people and they just have quite all the good people. Like, I do guess that Apple has a lot of great people and and I'm not quite saying that no other companies having great people as well, but, you know, all the big companies, you know, just obviously do just have to have somehow great people. So, so I don't know, like, it would be very interesting. Maybe there's some... Uh, entrepreneurs, some leaders, some manager in the, uh, yeah, in my my viewer base. Actually, it would be just really interesting if it is actually pretty tough to hire good people, so really good people. You know, I kind of feel yes, and but on on the other hand, I I also think like yes, somehow not because we are so many people and whatsoever. Um, but I do also think that it is a hard thing to actually hire someone, like yeah, you know, you're hiring someone, and I do guess, yeah, some people just really have to think about it quite for a long time, before they hire someone, and whatsoever, so, so I don't know, I really don't, but, but yeah, let's actually go on. Um, Different people are good at different parts of the five-step process, build a team that complements within. The five-step process is basically something that we've gone through in the very top of this summary. So it is definitely not in the first episode. The first episode was actually, I think the first three or something, or two, two at least, uh, but the third one, I'm not quite sure. Um, But in the first few episodes, we have just been talking about the little summary in the very top of this summary. So the little summary of the whole summary. Uh, which is actually pretty great to somehow know what the whole thing is all about, if there is something in it for you, if it is somehow interesting for you or not. Actually pretty important and actually pretty interesting as well. 
um, make departments self-sufficient so they don't have to rec don't have to requisition resources through bureaucracy. Have straight-sync reporting lines that don't cross. Dual reporting across departments causes confusion, except for co-heads of the same department. Don't grab people from other departments unless you speak to the manager. I'm just thinking where he's going to head with this. Like, don't grab people from other departments somehow makes sense. You know, what I'm just thinking about is it would maybe just kind of uh, kind of um, yeah, create a problem for the whole organization and or for the whole department if there is one singular person you know missing because the overall boss or overall leader of, leader of the whole company somehow decided to take this person. So it makes sense. I don't know. Like I don't know. I think this is also some part of communication and communication is something that I've been talking about so fucking often in the last few. I think in the actually actually in the last two weeks I've been speaking about communication incredibly often because it really is important and also to over communicate things and I think this is actually and or should be actually a part of over communication that everybody just knows what's fucking going on like the manager should know where the people are you should know where the people are or at least I guess you know only the managers should know where the people are and you should know where the managers are so that you can actually kind of ask them where the people are. And if you can grab them, if you can just take them, whatsoever. Limit direct report ratio from 1 to 5 to 1 to 10. So the relation 1 to 5 and 1 to 10. Deal with key man risk. Build a per perpetual motion machine that can work well without you. Every key person should have at least one person who can replace her, just as you have backup parts for machines. Expose the next generation of leaders to the thinking and decision-making of current leaders, which only makes sense. And I guess it is a really great strategy if you do have a machine that is working extremely well, if you really have one with just, yeah, which are basically, um, yeah, the reason why a machine is working great is because the people that are, that are in it is working great. And or the whole, and additionally to that, the whole design of the machine should also be just really good. Uh, the thing that is, it then totally makes sense that if you have people that are working well, the, a machine that is working well, that you also expose the future people to the current leaders and masters and whatever you're gonna think about. It just makes sense because you're gonna be safe and you're gonna just know. Okay, also the future people and or the backup people quote-unquote, are just, yeah, going to lead the company, are going to just succeed in with the company and even kind of evolve it. it. Totally makes sense. You know, even though it is so fucking obvious, still, I'm just really trying to, to just pick out everything and underline and emphasize everything that I kind of think, like, is very important and also just... just even though it is so obvious, I kind of feel like some are not doing it. Like, for sure, there are certain levels in a company, like, okay, there's a CEO and there is the one beneath him and so on and so on and so on. But, but I don't know if every just really important person actually has a backup person or something. I really don't know. I really don't know if, if it is actually like that companies are consciously thinking about it that there is a backup person for every person or if it is actually like okay 
you know, we have a CEO and the person beneath the CEO. So in the end, when the CEO lefts, leaves the whole company or if something happens or something, then the person beneath him is going to be the CEO. Which, you know, can be like, okay, you know, if you think about it, maybe the person beneath the CEO might be the CMO, like the chief management officer, which I don't know if this is actually kind of um, the right person for this position because he or she was working f as a C CMO. If it is really like, okay, they're going to know what they should do as a CEO. So I don't know. Like, I really don't know. But, you know, I definitely don't know because I'm not a leader and I don't have a company and I'm not really educated in that space. Um, have successors do your job for a while to get vetted and conversely, no one can be so important than they are irreplaceable. That they are irreplaceable. I don't... Hmm. Well, this is just a really tricky one. So, conversely, no one can be so important that they are irreplaceable. Well, I, I in terms of the whole importance... I do think this is actually true. Like, in terms only, in terms of the fucking importance of a person, there should not be uh, something like irreplaceability. Because it would be just not good. If you do have a person, when this person is leaving, the whole fucking company is fucked. Still, um, there was a story that I actually don't remember right now, which is a little bit sad. <laughs> um, but this was actually the case in the story that there uh, was a company and a CEO or something and the CEO left I think to actually either create his own company or to join another company or something and ah, it was Sam Walton yes for sure it was Sam Walton and Walmart um, during his career so basically it is a book that I've been going through on the podcast as well and or also as a video form so if you want to check it out it is actually a great uh, it is a great, 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 great book. And it also was a good book summary. I think it was from the um, from the powermoves.com website, if I remember correctly. But also on the ellenchang.com website is the exact same book. And I would totally suggest you to go through the book summary on this website. So on the ellenchang.com website. Because you will gonna get just so much more out of it than from quite every other singular website. Because they're so fucking just detailed and, and well-written and everything that it is. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense if you would just go through something else. Um, but it actually was the case for him. So he was actually the founder of Walmart. You know, you can definitely see like, okay, Sam Walton, Walmart. Makes sense. Um, but um, the whole story is pretty interesting, by the way. I... Uh, you know, he has always been a person that was just really giving a fuck about his employees. He was just really a bad person in terms of actually dealing with his employees, which um, he then realized wasn't the best idea because, you know, you treat the employees and employees treat the same way the customers. Or just, you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> Let's give a fuck about the whole structure of the sentence. But... Um, you know what I mean. And, and it really then was a case that um, as he was actually beginning to, to treat his, his, uh, his employees right and or better, gave them 
higher wages and whatsoever, they also treated the clients better and or the customers better, which also just, you know, increased the sales and whatsoever. And he has always been having um, just, yeah, some competition or, yeah, competition with uh, Kmart. And yeah, it was just really, really interesting story. But the thing was, he once in his career left Walmart as a CEO and in the time he wasn't in the company and he truly was a great leader, I assume. Like, I really assume that that um, if he was able to actually build that company and actually kind of uh, establish this company as something that's kind of used by everyone also, um, that he's just a good, good leader. And as he left and, and another person came as a CEO, it was actually one of, I don't, there was something like a con controversy, like, Thing in terms of actually um, the person who then was the CEO because somehow I think it wasn't the most qualified person and there was another person who actually would have been suited a little bit better for the job or would have you know suited the job a little better if I remember correctly but I don't know the thing is that as he left and another CEO came the whole fucking company went down in sales went down in I don't know market share and whatever it is so it was just pretty, you know, significant um, how much it it actually did to the company as Sam Walton himself left the company as a as a, as a CEO and also just really kind of active part of the company. You know, still he you know had his shares of the company and whatsoever, but um, it was pretty interesting. And he actually then decided to to step in and be the CEO again. And then he just, you know, saved the whole company and everything was great after that and so on. And so on. It was pretty interesting. So if you're interested in it, maybe you also read the whole book. Maybe there's even a movie about it. I don't know. You know, it's basically uh, a biography of Sam Walton, but also including his whole journey with um, with Walmart, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I guess, I guess. But it still is very important. It really is. Um, create great decision-making machines by thinking through the criteria you use to make decisions before and while you make them. Add guardrails when needed, only to help people to only to help good people perform better, not to help failing people reach the bar. A good guardrail can be a team member whose strengths compensate for the weaknesses. Don't count on people to save themselves or design their own best solution. I don't know. I guess as a as a leader and or coach, you should totally help all the people in your company. Like, no matter what position that they are in, I guess it totally makes sense that you are helping them. Like, why not? Like, why would you count on people actually being able to to solve their own problems or to 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 solve their own uh, or to create their own solutions for the problems if you could just help them and or just you know hire someone to help them or just manage it that you know another higher person is kind of able to help them to make a plan or to actually kind of work out some solutions whatever it will be whatever it will be um, at governance and checks and balances the governance Governance. Is it actually? It is G O V E R N A N C E. 
is the oversight system that removes people and processes if they are failing. Even benevolent leaders tend to get more autocratic since they have limited time to make difficult choices and they lose patience with arguments and issue commands instead. Beware of five domes where pers uh, personal loyalty can conflict with organization loyalty. The company should have a board that determines if the people running the company are capable. The board can select CEOs but does not micromanage the firm. The board, uh, the board lines must be independent of the, of the reporting lines of the CEO. Board must have the courage to hold people accountable. Um, actually, I've never ever known what you know a board member is. You know, I've actually uh, heard a lot about you know certain boards and, and and just you know firms and and I guess I now understand what it actually is. Like it totally makes sense that you also not um, actually kind of um, take some people from the line of the CEO because yeah, like it's not a great idea because they will totally be like, no, our CEO is great. You know, he's doing the best job he. He can, but instead he's just laying around doing nothing, hiring just uh, unnecessary people and whatsoever. So, so yeah. <laughs> so fucking yeah. Um, uh, Delhi believes a single CEO is not as good as a great group of leaders. Thus, Bridgewater has no CEOs. Has thus Bridgewater has co-CEOs. And three CIOs, which is the chief, what is I? Chief I, 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 I officer. It totally makes sense. It really makes sense. And, you know, even though, like, I do not know uh, how it is with all the policies and laws and whatsoever, because I somehow feel like that there could be a law somewhere in one country that that just has to be a leader and that that just has to be a CEO or something. But it would then just make sense that you, in the company internally, uh, internally that you're actually making it like, okay, you know, there's not one singular CEO, but there are just a few people who do just have um, kind of the whole force over the whole kind of company or the whole power over the company and they together make the decisions, which totally makes sense, you know, especially if you think about, okay, if someone gets somehow ill or something and... Yeah, like everything is a little bit backed up, I would say. It just, you know, it just feels like this. Um, actually, the thing is, my fucking washing machine just stopped. But I'm not quite into stopping the whole thing, even though this episode feels a little bit, a little bit different, you know. I, I, it really feels not good for me, actually. You know, I do not know why. I don't know actually how to explain it, but it doesn't feel that good for me at the moment. Like, as I'm going through all the stuff, I'm just not feeling... I, I don't feel like going through the whole thing. Like, this is not what I just, you know, mean, not what I think about, but just doesn't feel that good. I feel a little bit, a little bit dizzy, um, which is sometimes the case. I don't actually know why, but... Um, but I guess it actually would be a great idea to, to stop the episode there because, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Because I'm so fixed, uh, I'm so kind of focusing on my 30-minute mark that I'm actually not kind of thinking about stopping when, when it is good. 
Like, this is somehow a feeling that I'm having, something that I just want to do. Yeah, I want to make 30-minute episodes or something. I don't know. Like, there are advantages, there are disadvantages. The advantage definitely is that for the podcast, it is a little bit better because a podcast in general is more like long-term and long-form uh, format. But still, like, why would I kind of synthesize things? And most of the time, really, in the end of the episodes, I'm just really getting impatient and really not just uh yeah i just read and i'm not even getting what i'm reading so so yeah um i guess this is actually going to be the end of the episode um 24 i you know and you know besides the whole thing 24 minutes is just okay <laughs> it really is okay and sometimes it's like um i've once been talking to a colleague of mine and he was just searching for all my videos in class in fucking class and then he was just turning on one of my videos and was clicking on my videos turning it on pretty fucking loudly so that everybody can hear it and then actually he said something that really made me think uh, he said that if if he shouldn't be allowed to do this why am why am i then putting up my videos on youtube and then i thought like this is actually the truth and i should just give a fuck whether people are just listening to my stuff besides me in front of the whole class even though like in class we've actually been watching one of my videos before uh, in English actually and uh, which was you know also so very very weird because I've actually taken the, one of the videos that was so fucking cringy that uh, yeah that it was just amazingly cringy <laughs> but yeah uh, I hope you have a good day at least you have a good day uh, by the way, there is no bad day. There's only days you can learn a lot from. And what I'm learning today is that I actually don't like to get up actually late because I do just want to productive. I do just want to do things. And this is also one of the reasons why I'm just ending the, the video right now. Uh, I wish you the best health, wealth, happiness and success. I hope that you're doing well. Um, and I hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're going to be remembered, which means uh, how your legacy is going to be. Like if you're going to be remembered, going to be remembered as a good person or as a bad person or as something in between the thing is it's totally in your hands you know nobody decides but but you you really decide what person you are you know what qualities you have what char characteristics you have and it is just totally in your hands you know you have the power to change that and with that being said i see you the next time and thank you very much for listening